welcome to the first episode of the fourth season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Roy O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Fourth? No. No, it's the... It's definitely the fourth. No, it's the third check. season. Nope. You've no. wasted four whole years on this, Scott, so just reflect on that. Seriously? Yep, four years. That's actually, like, when you think of how this started, that is, that's actually extraordinary. The, like, my development throughout the pod has been first season, I hated it. Second season was like... I found it tolerable. Can, can, can I, can I add Last some, season was the first time I actually can, enjoyed it. Can I just add some uh, perspective to that? First season, you pretended to hate it. Oh, no. You pretended no, to I hate genu- it. How, you were impressed by how much of a wall I put up <laughs> against doing it. It got somewhere you kind of expected me to cave, and I just didn't. I was so determined. You absolutely did cave. We have four years Remember of Remember how it happened. <laughs> the, f- the first one was we got really, really drunk. And then we got... Fairly drunk for the second one, and then slightly drunk yeah. for the third one, and they were an absolute mess. It's been an amazing development, but this is this is honestly the first time we've got to the first part of a season. I'm actually kind of excited to do it. So yeah, and how proud are you that it's you've, you've? Is this the only time in your life that you've worked hard enough and committed to something for long enough to turn someone around? It's taken oh. you four years. Okay, you know, in definitely three years. In, in a social context, yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite ready to like I think say so I've never tried this hard with anything else is, because uh, we currently have about 50 listeners a this, week this if is, we do well. <laughs> this is the bloke who bowls. Off spin because he can't be bothered having a run up. Yeah, can we just add that I'm not good at either, so why bowl the more difficult one? Like, that logic is sound. Ah, you made the decision to bowl off spin not because you thought you were a better off spinner. Yeah, because no, it was true. less effort. I also wasn't bowling at all in game, so what did it matter? You may as well just. Uh, I averaged seven tweeters. with the ball last year, Scott, so oh. leave me alone. The, the other thing about uh, this opening pod is I mean, we, we're in a new house and we have a new studio, yeah. but we're having some lighting issues in the cat toilet yeah. slash pod studio i wouldn't have revealed uh, that bit but yeah we've <laughs> set aside a part of your new house to record the studio it is next to your cat's litter box uh but yeah that doesn't really need to be developed on anymore and yeah we've had technical difficulties in the, the light is blown apparently uh yeah on. like it flickers it just yeah, yeah okay. it doesn't it's um, not a consistent light so it's yeah, uh, really, it gives you a bit of epilepsy yeah don't need a seizure during uh during recording so, we said we, we sound confused enough as <laughs> So what, what are we doing, Banjo? Why are uh, we here? We don't normally do a pod this far out. Yeah, no, it's two whole weeks before the season starts. We just thought we'd just sort of catch up, sow our seeds, just, you know, catch up on what's going on. Chew the fat. Yeah, exactly. Chat our footy. It's been a long uh, time. I mean, I think as far as our listeners are concerned, we just don't talk at all during the off-season. I mean, we only talk yeah, about football. Yeah, do you remember my name? Because I Banjo. introduce myself at the start of each <laughs> year. I, I, I do sometimes have to check if you remember. Uh, yeah, but we're just going to go through. It's, it's good the, to see you again. Yeah, uh, we're going to go through rule changes, the trade stuff, AFLW a little bit because, you know, I need a chance to brag. Yeah, it's and then we got one some, time you we'll, can be we'll, happy. We'll go, we'll go the quick fire round for the, all the classic things that have gone on like AFLX that we really need to talk yeah, there about. There are always some funny things over the off-season, aren't there? I reckon it's been a particularly, particularly fun one. But yeah, so the rule changes got brought in. Uh, what have you thought about them so far? So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talk going on. A lot of talk. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like we're getting to the point from a media perspective where it's a lot of... It's something to talk about during JLT. So they're trying to... They're over-talking it. There's a lot of... I mean, I've watched... I haven't watched a lot of JLT. I've yeah. watched bits Shockingly, and pieces. Shockingly, you watched the North game more than any other game. Well, that's game. because my housemate also supports North Melbourne. So oh, I flicked true. it on that and I'm is, like, oh, is, yeah. my bad. Yeah, footy. You um, just cave to social pressure. But to days. be honest with you, look, I, I have no doubt it will make a difference, but I think it's one of those things that will make a difference come round 
10 and we have a body of work to look at. And oh, we that, look at, that'll be the point where we can tell what's the difference. Yeah, and we can see trends and we can look across and be like, oh yeah, okay, footy, footy's a little different now. But in terms of actually watching a game and seeing a direct difference, the only thing that really is noticeable for me is the kick-out stuff. Um, and like it, that doesn't feel like a fundamental shift in the game. Yeah, and but it, there are moments where, I mean, there was once in the uh, Melbourne practice game where we basically got it to the wing. Like I think it was... I remember who, I think it might have been Salem kicking mm. out and Jetta just like shepherded the man on the mark who moved across and ended, Jetta ended up at, uh, Salem ended up just running. Did you watch wing, that live? Which is pretty cool. Or did you watch that on replay? Uh, no, I haven't watched it. <laughs> I read about it. Oh, damn it. I read about it. I was going to call you well, they, a certain kind of depraved they, watching they, it. They stuffed up the recording. I tried watching the first quarter and it got like four minutes in and they're like, technical issues go to quarter two. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll oh, stuff this. Um... But uh, yeah, no, but that's that's cool. Like that's that is quite a difference because I mean, one of the things that's got most annoying about footy over the last few years well, is that thing where it just, it just lock, yeah, it locks in the forward line. It doesn't feel like a goal. No, you kind of know a goal's eventually going to be kicked. Yeah, it's going to be kicked in ten minutes, and you just kind of feel like nothing's really happening. Where when there's actually a chance to transition, I think that's a that's and, a good and change. even if the ball's like you don't keep possession of the ball, but if you get it to the wing, that's a completely different. Uh, sort of frame for that stoppage than if it's on the half forward flank. If it's 70 metres out from the team that like was defending goal, like they're still in control of the ball. They can still lock the ground down. But if yep. it's on the wing, it's completely different because they've got to be as conscientious about conceding a goal as they are about how we're going to score a goal. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's I mean, what... And, and obviously when you get it to that point, there's so much more space you have to cover on the wing that a, a zone doesn't work. Like you're going to find space. Yeah, up, and you'll, it also opens up, I think, the middle of the ground because... You used to, when you were kicking in, to get as much space as possible to drive further down the ground. You would hug the boundary line so you're as far away from the man on the mark as possible. The yeah. man on the mark's further back. You can sort of go in straighter lines and sort of, not up the guts, but sort of a little further in and be a bit more confident. Yeah, and I hope as the season goes on we start seeing some real tactical things with that. Because mm. that's, that, that's one of the... I mean, we're in, in footy, we have set plays, we have stoppages, yeah. and we have kick-ins. And that, that's one of them. And I think we did get it. I mean, North had a pretty good kick-in tactic last year. That was different. Yeah, we, we had one kick-in tactic. We were either really, really good when we did this and it came up, or we were terrible and yeah. we'd just get stuck. It was uh, quite an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting set of events. But I think hopefully more teams try stuff like that. Because yeah, I, I feel like there'll be more difference. It's just more ground you have to cover defensively, so there should be more space. Hmm. And... You know, AFL players are good enough to use that little bit extra space. It might be 10 metres, it might be 15 metres, but that'll matter. You spread people out and stretch people thinner, and hopefully that just means it's a bit easier to get a little bit further out from goal before before the ball's turned over or before the ball is in dispute again. Yeah, so I, I, feel, I feel quite positive about that rule. The 666, I don't... At this point, having not watched a lot of it, I, I don't really see much of a difference. Yeah, it still I, just feels like the same footy. When I, There's still the same... Styles, it's yeah. still the run and carry and runners a, a, a swarm. So um, what we've lost is like that shotgun runner that was in vogue for a few years, ever since sort of that Port Adelaide preliminary final in 2014. And that was a really cool tactic. Yeah, yeah. But it started getting used defensively as a way to jam up the square. You'd come off the back of the square as sort of a sixth defender or seventh defender and get uh, sort of halt forward momentum out of the stoppage yeah, okay. from the opposition. And I think that's a good thing that's been taken away because it just leaves a little more space. Weirdly, teams, from what I've seen, have been holding outside the square even after the ball's gone up. So there's been more space. I'm not sure if that's a JLT thing where we don't want to show what we're going to do and we yep. sort of want to save that for when the real stuff starts. 
or if it's just like this is how we're going to play things going forward but there has been more space there's probably not been more space the amount of commentary about being more space has been like it's all Dwayne Russell's talking yeah. about I mean yeah all the just like key forwards are going to be back in vogue and stuff like they might I, I think there's a chance we'll see 10 more goals from the average key forward. I don't think there's going to be a massive change. If it's 10 more goals for the average key forward, that is... Yeah, no, no, but that's... I mean, yeah. But I I don't think... In watching just one... If you just watch, sit down and watch a game of footy, I don't think it's going to feel that different. It'll be one of those things we look back on the body of work the rest of the season and we'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. It was a bit more open. There was a bit more scoring. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, I... Yeah, I, I, a lot of these rule changes are. I, I think I think they're kind of positive because they they don't fundamentally change the game whilst they do make that they, they tweak it and they, I think they tweak yeah, it in a fairly positive way. They didn't come out and do something rash, which is they definitely floated a lot of rash ideas yeah, yeah. last year, and I, that definitely had me. You, worried. you weren't happy, man. You I you just thought the, the process was not good. And they ended up being doing... I, I, I disagree, but we've okay. had this argument yeah. to death last I, year. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. I think stuff like they're grabbing it out of the ruck... I don't like that. To, you don't like I it? I don't... I mean, I don't like the potential it has. I do, I, we love ruck work. We, 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 we are kind of the... Ruck connoisseurs. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I don't... I, it scares me a little bit that we'll get to that point where... It'll just be Ruckman grabbing it and giving off a handball or grabbing it and kicking it long and we'll lose the art of Ruck work, which I, I, I honestly I think is one of the best parts I of I don't think that'll ever be anything more than occasional because as soon as somebody starts doing that, regularly yeah, enough, we, you have them. to... Yeah, you, they'll really jam them up and it'll become a negative I I hope so. Play I'm because a it'll just lead to another one. Another... Bounce. Just, I mean, we've been talking about rule changes for a while, but just quickly before we move on, something which I found a little bit funny about it is, I think I've heard something about every single type of player is going to get something positive out of this, except for a defender. <laughs> like I've heard yeah. inside mids, like obviously Ruckman is a massive one. People are saying how big yeah. Ruckman will be, which I agree with. People are saying inside mids will be bigger because they have more time to work think, in I don't the think stoppage. It'll be the inside mids, I think it'll be the sort of half and half mids. The mids are playing the clearance for breakaway. Like yeah. the danger field, the man, that level. Yeah, okay, because they have I don't, to move into. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's particularly going to help like, Cunningham yeah, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, you know, you hear a bit about, like, you know, it'll really help wingers because there'll yeah. be more space to run into, and then here it'll help the forwards and it'll help the small forwards. I'm just like, this, it's funny. It's going to help some, no, but, but it's, it's not going to help it's others. Also, it's also <laughs> got to help the uh, small defenders as well, taking kickouts, racking up extra stats. Like, you've heard yeah, that bit of, as well. So the only there, people yeah. that get it's stuff key are key defenders. It's honestly only key defenders, which is like... Maybe that is accurate. Maybe yeah. that's all they're trying to do is just screw over key defenders. I, I, I think that's, that's probably probably the goal because key defenders are the most important defensively. Like intercept marking is the biggest thing a defensive structure requires now. Yeah, and I think they've tried to do things that make it hard to zone off your man and do that and just make it a bit easier and to score. And that's if I was trying to do what they've clearly been trying to do, they've probably gone about it. A, reasonable way it's like uh, just for me it, it is interesting that it's i think you can make both the argument that say jeremy mcgovern is going to become less useful but you can also make the argument that it'll become more useful because it's going to be harder to zone off and intercept yeah. so therefore being good at it is going to be a bigger deal well the thing about so jeremy mcgovern he just shows no respect to whoever he's on so him manning yeah. up on someone won't really change things so actually being good <laughs> at that might actually become even more of a skill yeah. so yeah I don't know I mean it's a lot of speculation but it's it's interesting it will be good to see how it unfolds yeah. uh, well let's move on though we've got just a quick review of the trade period we did a 
absolute monster of a breakdown, mm. which I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot we did. Um, <laughs> the, the, the three pot extravaganza, mate. We had Poochie there and everything, our yeah, biggest band. I, I, I completely forgot And we that. were exhausted. I remember we were... Oh, that's... Ab- a, no, that I do... Re- doesn't yeah, really we were absolutely out of it now by the end. But... <laughs> that was awful. Why did we do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> we need to break that up over days from now on. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about sort of the structural changes. Live trading in the draft, what do you think of that? Uh, I mean, what was actually interesting that came out of it, apart from the one Sydney... That was dog, interesting. That North, one, the Carlton the, the cut. The, so, first Explain off... Explain that again. I keep forgetting off, it was dumb. It was <laughs> uh, their future first round pick for pick 19, which is a second round pick. That's It's a good second round pick, but it's a second round pick. Yeah. And Adelaide's future first, which I think a lot of people think will be sort of top, will be like 15. Yeah. Around that mark. At best, it'll be like yeah, 12. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's not a good up. pick. And it pick two, pick four. Yeah, like what's, what's the absolute worst the pick will be for Carlton? It'll probably be pick four. I, I, don't, I don't think you could argue it'll be any worse than that. So you they don't think, think they can come in the bottom three? Or are you saying it won't be any better than no, that? No, it won't be any... The pick won't be any higher. Like that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. So best scenario yeah. for Carlton, that they finish yeah, sorry, fourth bottom. Yeah, um, uh, which is giving that up for what's likely. I mean, I think the best is it's pick four for pick, like ten, maybe. It's pick four for pick nineteen, and yeah, pick ten, something like that. Yeah, Adelaide. Which I, had, I wouldn't do that trade. Adels had an Adels horribilis. They had the worst year, the year from hell, and they still came. I'm pretty confident they'll be pretty good. Yeah, I think they'll make top eight. I have very little doubt about that. And if they don't make top eight, they'll be ninth or tenth or something like again. It just doesn't make sense, and. It's such a high-end pick. And they yes, they rated Liam Stocker sixth, but nobody else did quite clearly or else he wouldn't have got to pick 19. Yeah, but like, and you don't work it out. You, you, maybe they were right. Like no one rated Clayton Oliver but, pick four. But regardless, you don't trade on what you think. You trade on what the market thinks. And they didn't do that at all. They traded completely blind of how other people were perceiving it. They should have got at least another second-round pick out of Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They could have like, got more back as a yeah, yeah. Like sure, if you, you, you desperately been... want this kid, <laughs> trade up for him by all means, but do it in a better way than giving up. Yeah, like they could, they one. could have done that trade, but got more out of it. And they've the got thing. to be so bloody lucky that Sam Walsh looks like he's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, people just because people it. are not going to care, and, and then Sauce won't get sacked as you've been saying for the last. Yes, yeah, he's not going to get <laughs> sacked. He's not going to get sacked because he made the world's easiest pick. The number one pick is never a hard pick to make. You might get it wrong, but that's because everybody group yeah. thinks it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Uh, but like, anyway, also apart from North that, traded out a few, uh, swapped a, our third round pick for a future third round pick, and then traded that future third round pick for an earlier pick and tra- drafted a guy we wanted. So I was happy. With I that. didn't. I didn't really follow that at all, but that's fine. But I don't know the live trade. Most of them, you were just like. Who cares? Uh, yeah, but, but you I know, like, I think it's, it's better than not having I, it. I don't think there's any reason it shouldn't be there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it added, it added think, a slight level um, of interest. The, as much as I think it was a terrible trade for Carlton, it was interesting. <laughs> so, you, yeah, which is what they want. That's what they got. stuff to it. And it gives teams more flexibility in how they build their list. And if Liam Stocker works out, well done, I guess. But that's just they shouldn't have made that trade the way. They split the draft. What do you think of that? The first twenty odd picks. Yeah, I, to be, I remember we. I maybe I think you. Well, when it first came out, you sent me a link for what they were doing, and I looked at it and thought that's really cool. The idea of the extravaganza against a few days. I don't think it worked. Like, it doesn't I, need it. We don't know the kids well enough. It became re- like 
we watched the first 20 picks and that was you know what it normally is the draft that's the actual interesting bit and then there was next day during the day they were doing the other picks yeah. like who the hell is going to pay attention to and that? yeah <laughs> like I, I obviously I, i'd be we'd be one of the more passionate fans going around and even it was just like oh yeah, yeah melbourne booked, picked up a I few okay for, looking players. I, I booked surgery for the draft <laughs> that's how little i cared <laughs> yeah so i mean the something needs working with that because after the first 20 picks it's not a it's not a blockbuster event, and it was yeah. kind of meant to be. And I think the biggest takeaway was there was a couple of kids that were, like, invited as they could be in the top 20 that had, like, or were just kind of embarrassed by the fact that they weren't picked in. And why does that need to happen? Yeah. Like, why can't they just have their draft day? And, yeah, yeah. you can be invited to attend the event if they think you might go high, but there's yeah. no need for... Yeah, there's just no need for some kid to be forced to wait overnight. After they've been told they might be yeah. top twenty. Yeah, yeah, that is a bit. That's that would be a bit grim. Yeah, they copied it from. Um, they they copied it from the NFL, and mm. it, I mean, it doesn't yeah. work. Like obviously, NFL's the... got three years of like billion dollar sporting industry focusing on the players, so everybody knows who they are. Even like the sixtieth pick was a star college player. We just don't have that in the AFL. It yeah. makes no sense. I think yeah, like obviously the point of they made a lot of changes to the trade and drafting, and it was all to try to make it more of a blockbuster event, more of a watchable event. I don't think it worked in that sense. I did like the way the trade period worked. I liked the idea that there was that deadline at what was it eight thirty sort yeah, of prime that bit time, was good. and I, I I honestly had a thing. I got home from work really excited to sit down and watch the end of it, and I sat down. And it was really interesting and really good to watch and. Um, I suppose we're kind of at the point now it's so publicised we kind of knew which trades would go through and which wouldn't so it was kind of it ended up just watching what you there's expected still, to play still, out yeah, there's still an excitement to the nuance of it though like with the Dylan Shield trade like mm. there's still an interest in did someone get an extra third round pick or something like that and it may not be yeah. a big deal but there's interest in it. and that. it's interesting to recap on it and seeing how it all happened and how yeah. like obviously Eston were genuinely concerned that it wouldn't yeah, and I think the biggest benefit is if you finish in prime time, you can immediately go to a draft review show. Like, yeah, that's that's the benefit. It's the yeah. way you can flick from this is what's happening to and how did everybody go and just treat it like just sort of a post game show. Really evaluate what's gone down because draft the whole trade period can be really bloody confusing because everything's going anywhere and it's over two weeks and by the time something's happened in the first week with a free agent or something you might have borderline forgot about it by the time it gets to the yeah, end yeah. of week two and you don't don't quite have that whole picture which i think it's worthwhile having a recap of that uh, so what i'm learning out of all of this banjo is uh, you haven't said anything too negative we talked about rule changes and the changes to the the off season and i don't think you've bad mouthed the afl once it's well, what's happened to you it's two seconds ago i changed. said the re- when they split the draft that was dumb <laughs> yeah but like that was that like that's that, <laughs> that was, was obvious there was dumb. one little picky thing but overall you sound quite positive about the changes yeah. bring. like in my view some worked some didn't but overall, I think it's positive that they're making changes, and we're, I think we're getting Can to I a better say, spot. Can I just say, clearly, it's the start of the season. I'm just excited for footy. I haven't got my head straight Gil, yet. Gil's a genius, say it. Gil's you, a genius. He showed he up drunk it. to the AFL X. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That was hilarious. I refuse to call him Wait, a genius. I mean, he seemed drunk, but... Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm saying I'd say at the very about best, he'd spent way too much time in the sun recently about Gil. Yeah, his hair was all over the place, but... Uh, I think he's done quite well. I'm quite feeling quite positive about the game of AFL footy and how it's being run, Banjo. So, uh, yeah, I'm not there yet. 
Uh, <laughs> you never will be, man. No, I never this will. This is be. the most positive I've ever Unle- had. Unless I get the top job, I'll never be happy with this <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Go ahead. Next up, uh, we got something a little more somber. Uh, a story that probably impacted us both, given mm. he's the only North Melbourne player like. Magic yeah. had probably one of the saddest things that's gone on in football for a long time. Obviously, really struggling. Don't really need to go into it, but God, it just sucks. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's he's been such a uh, such a good story. It's been so exciting seeing his rise, and it was so exciting seeing last year that you know we got to the point we kind of thought he was pretty much done, and then to have been yeah. able to kind of come from the clouds and got to the point where like you were saying he would be all Australian this year, and amazingly, I wasn't even arguing against that. So like, he's been such a great story, and um, yeah. it was really actually quite jarring. Um, hearing that more like you hear there's a lot of bad stuff goes down in the footy world and you always feel a little bit uncomfortable about it, it but that was gets, probably one of the more extreme though, levels of wow like that's that sucks um, mm. yeah obviously but, we hope he's doing a heap better and from all reports he is um, he can move which I just do not understand at this point. Yeah, it's. I mean, three months ago he fractured his pelvis in three places. Which we we like we've talked about this before. Like I mean we don't we don't really know what the prognosis is for that no. sort of injury, but it, it seems pretty extraordinary that yeah. he's you know he's doing a bit of training. Like he's not in full training. Of no, course, he's, but he's but he's been kicking he's the footy and stuff. stuff and is, with, yeah. with a broken pelvis, the fact that he can do anything like that just mm. seems. And it's, I mean, and from a mental point of view as well, to get himself to that point is because that's yeah. that's obviously the major thing that he's yeah, got to get over. Yeah, from what I've heard, he's bounced back sort of remarkably well, and yeah. I, I think it's probably like a football club has a lot of really negative elements to it as mm. an environment for mental health and stuff. But I do think if something goes wrong, they're generally pretty good about closing around you and sort of making you feel. And they're getting better at that. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's and so I hope. He's sort of in the right space from that, and it's been a good place for him because yeah. it's what it sounds like it has been. I suppose it's, it's somewhere where you where you belong. Um, yeah. And for some people, like obviously a lot of people have a family and friends and stuff, but for some people that kind of is the home. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's it sounds like as he's bouncing back quite well, and if like if he plays this year, like that'll yeah. be really so. Even for me, as I said, hating North Melbourne, like even I'll be. I'll probably be somewhat supportive. Yeah, I think I think I said night. to you it'll be Jason McCartney esque, and you're probably right. It might be a little yeah, less, but it'd still be a massive oh, deal, yeah. and I'd oh, feel pretty yeah, similar about. Because I, I remember going to that game. We were obviously quite young, but it, that was one of the most incredible, like yeah. the heart. He's, well, he spoke at Kerry uh, as well, and that was he was terrific. Yeah, Jason McCartney. Yeah, his wife taught me in year three. <laughs> Interesting. You always you always got some connection, don't you? Um, the other sort of side of this, uh, sort of a mental health side, is Grant Thomas's pretty inflammatory, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty inflammatory uh, attacks on AFL players using mental health as an excuse to get out of drug testing. Yeah, which I mean, all of that does sound pretty, pretty grim. Um, but I, the the thing which got the headlines from Grant Thomas was saying that uh, it was yeah. rife. That's incredible. Although he actually, interestingly, he didn't actually say rife. I'm pretty sure in the podcast. He was saying that I heard from a player that, and I think it was Mike Sheen, or maybe it was Sam. I think mm. it was Mike, though, chipped in and said, well, you say it was rife, and then he said, yeah, 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 it was, but it's kind of been come out that he, he said yeah. rife. That was the big word. That does seem a little semantic, um, though. That podcast must be so grim at, at times. I kind of like, want to watch I kind of want to listen to it. I have Sam Newman is batshit. So is Grant uh, Thomas. No, he's, and then he's Mike... Int- it's interesting, though. Oh, I, I agree. Probably is interesting. And then Mike Sheen is, like, the journalistic, like... 
sort of father of AFL football in this country at the moment. He's like the patriarch of like yeah. AFL journalism and so highly respected. And then he associates with yeah. two people that are just so not. It was respected. an interesting idea, wasn't it? I did really like the. Uh, so I obviously you know how much I listen to SEN, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, Nick Rewald's interview about it was 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 awesome. Um, yeah, it turned into a bit of a cat fight between the two of them. Yeah, that's how it got portrayed, and they like it sort of. To be honest, what Spider said about Grant Thomas was a lot more aggressive. Uh, yeah. Rewalt was more he got asked the question and he said, look, from what I know, uh, it wasn't going on. From He said the friends who I had within the club, I'd be absolutely shocked if it was rife within the club. But then he went on to talk about how it is today. And he says he thinks it's out of control now. Um, That's quite but, interesting. That uh, he's willing to throw current players under the bus, but he's so defensive about his own period. Yeah, like, uh, to be, like he must be pretty nice. Like, maybe the people he was close with didn't do well. I'm sure there was a lot going back then. Yeah. And I know, that, like, there has to be a lot going on I don't know, that now. club got involved with the St Kilda schoolgirl. Like, they weren't clean-skinned. When they, did that happen? They lit a dwarf on fire. And was that 20... That was 20, 2005, something like that. Around, really? Around, around. I thought it was a bit later than that. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm not... <laughs> that was one of the weirdest off-season stories we've heard. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one to talk about on the pod. Um... Yeah, so they, it's not like that club didn't have mo- issues yeah, in the yeah. moment where people were like, huh, this is odd at best. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure who I believe. I kind of probably think it's a Bob each way. I think he's probably exaggerated how bad it is now. And I think he's probably... Oh, I'd, I'd be sur- like skewered how bad it was. I, I th- I'd be very surprised if the proportion of drug taking in the AFL wasn't significantly higher than it is in the general community. I'd be very surprised. Oh, I'd 100% just, agree with that. I just also think it was probably significantly higher than the general community. In yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I like uh, it, I, might, I, it might have escalated. I don't know. I'd be it would be a great statistical study if any of it was um, actually public knowledge. But it won't Well, be. they never... Yeah. They never catch anybody, so <laughs> how would yeah. we ever know? And the other thing was you were saying how everyone just cheats the system. Like, it's, it's something to be made fun of and people are just taking the piss. I think Grant Thomas Derek has, like pretty criminally underrated the impact mental health has on people's lives. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I think Dane Swan, and I'm mildly shocked by this, put it pretty well <laughs> when he was like, yeah, if two or three people or five people or whatever are rotting the system, the rest that aren't, you kind of, uh, you're doing this for them, not the people that rot the system. There's always going to be people that try and screw over the system. Yeah. And but yeah, you I, have to keep that in mind, and there's just been no discussion about that at all. I, I said this before. The idea is we're trying to make a system which you can do both. You can support people with mental health issues, and you can get rid of drugs. Yeah, the, and we like the, it seems like we don't have that in place. But I, I believe I believe they genuinely try. Yeah, the problem is though, all the commentary about people dodging the system is only focused on the drug side of it. There's no solution offered that does take into account the mental health. Yeah, and, and they're not um, mutually exclusive. Like yeah. one leads into the other quite often, um, almost like chicken and the egg sort of. Like what what started at first. So it's it's a very complicated issue that the world's slowly, slowly starting to understand. But I think we are where we're getting there. Um, yeah, but we're in that kind of awkward position now, and we're kind of aware of it without really understanding yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't think it's a good. Um area for like hot take radio to really talk about just it's yeah well that's true which is what uh the grant thomas (laughs) sam newman podcast is absolutely hot hot take radio uh let's move on to something a bit more cheerful let's talk about how good north melbourne's women's (laughs) is Yeah, all right, fine. fine. Banjo, you're going to need it. I think we know this year that I'm going to have a much funner time than you. I think that, that's Only one of us is going to win a So enjoy but... these few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it is criminally short this season. Seven weeks for an entire, like, 
national competition. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, North are awesome. The AFL definitely screwed up the rules. We had it a little too easy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really... Even, look, I'm going to say something which supports North, Mel- North <laughs> Melbourne here. But like, I've heard a lot of people being grumpy about the fact that you... You didn't exploit the rules. You just used. You them. just did well. Yeah. You, like you just recruited well. Yeah, and people are getting angry about that. Scott Gowans, our coach, said um, he had players call him, being like, "Oh, I'm interested in coming across. Can we have a talk about it?" And he was like, ah, "Actually, we've got a game plan, so we're only recruiting to this game plan." So we were obviously incredibly targeted. Yeah. To the point where we were like turning players back, and they're probably not like Emma Carney level players that we were turning back. It's probably. Like the lower rungs, but you're just like they're looking for more opportunity, kind of thing. But still, if like that is the reason we've put together a good list, and I don't think we're completely dominant. Like Melbourne last week, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, we, we outplayed you, yeah, we, 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 we probably, went along to yeah, uh, Casey we did, Fields. We did. It was actually, I was we were at Casey Fields. And it was a nice day. I've never experienced that before. Every time I've been there, oh, see, I have it's been cold I have a 100% miserable. strike rate. I've never been there and it's been... Yeah, no, I, this is the only time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we went and it was a cracking game. Like, absolutely Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed it to a pretty similar standard. I enjoy a men's game, to be honest. And, yeah, but North are not... On that performance, North are not better by the length of the Flemington Strait or anything like that. It is not no. a competition. I, like, I'm pr- I'd be pr- we probably feel the same way we felt like Richmond in round 20 last yeah. year. When it was like, I'm pretty damn confident they're going to win it. But it's not a certainty. Yeah, I hope the ending's a little different than what Richmond had last <laughs> I year. I hope not, mate. I really, really hope. Is it still, it's just still just one grand final, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a semi oh, and a yeah, grand. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. It, they need it to still expand. It gives no one half a sniff. Of, uh, oh, mate, you're still so screwed, though. Well, we finished third every, the last two years. Yeah, God, and that's then now you're fourth in a conference, a and game we, behind. We don't have Daisy. Like, ah, oh, that, that's heartbreaking. But, um... They do need to talk about the conferences. I think the Western Bulldogs are would make finals in the in the and they're last in Conference A. They'd make finals in Conference B. Yeah, that yeah. is patently absurd. Well, that's always a problem when you make a conference system. But like, isn't it? it's such like it's such a few amount of teams that the conferences were always going to be unbalanced and it had the potential to get like it is now. What leagues with conferences in the US? They are fifteen teams, and even if like. The bottom end of the playoffs don't matter. There's good sides in both conferences just because there's so many teams. That just yeah. was not always going to be the case when there's five teams per conference. It's just idiotic. I heard an interview with, um, I think it was Aaron Phillips talking about basketball. Mm. Um, and I think, it, I think it was American basketball where they had a conference system and one conference got so far ahead of the other one that they ended up just molding it together again. Well, that would then... probably be WNBA <laughs> and... In the NBA, they've had the same thing and there's real arguments to moulding it back together because the reason they had a conference system was about travel and uh, yeah, and mitigating that a little bit so you'd play people closer to you a bit more than you play people on the other side of the country. Yeah. Australia doesn't have that issue. Like, There's two Victorian teams in each conference, or maybe three, I don't even know. Um, there's Brisbane and... GWS in one conference, Frio and Adelaide in another. Like, it doesn't make geographical sense. Like, you've done, like, an L shape where <laughs> it, it just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, I think, I I think it's hard it to make. It doesn't make but any like, sense. Yeah, because the travel isn't important. I, why did they do the conference? I don't even... It's because when they bring in two more teams next year, they can keep a seven-week season and you only play yeah, the people okay. in the conference. Which is, which it's is It's because they didn't want to expand the season, and that is not good reasoning. No, no, it's not. But, like... 
my, my biggest frustration with it has been I, I felt like they... I, I don't think they should have expanded the competition for a while. I think they should have had these amount of teams and sat on it and waited for the stand. Because the stand is no question. The standard has gone up now, even with adding more teams. Yeah. If we just kept to the same amount of teams, like the standard would have absolutely skyrocketed. Everyone would have got... Every year, I think it would have got more and more exciting. And that's when you expand. I think they expanded too quickly. Where it seems like now they've added teams and shortened the season. Like it's... Yeah, so the season's the same length, but it feels shorter because yeah. you don't play everyone. Yeah. But as some, like, my team just came in, and I'm really excited that we just came in. I, yeah, I know. I was like, personally I pretty pissed off that we didn't get a team initially because, like, you look at the history of what the people have done, and you look at how Collingwood acts towards their women's team now, there's real yeah. questions being asked about yeah. how they make, came to that But North decision. Melbourne are irrelevant, so that, that always factors in. Scott, we're about to win the premiership. When you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the standards have gone up with two teams coming in. It'll be... There's four teams coming in next year. That is such a harder... I, I think, yeah. I, okay, so it, like me having watched... I haven't watched... I've watched a bit this year. I haven't watched a lot. I watched a lot last year and I watched mm. a lot in the first year. The way I've seen it is I watched the first season. I was kind of impressed and then I was thinking it's going to skyrocket so much next year. Second season, I, I didn't feel like it was any better. Yeah. In some ways, I felt like it was a little worse or maybe that was it just... It was probably you, due to expectations. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, But this year, there's no doubt it's definitely gone up. It's definitely yeah. gone up. Um, and then I'm a bit scared. I, I feel like it's probably going to go backwards again next year, which is just because of the fact there's more teams and we're spreading Yeah, talent. and so... The teams that are coming in are Gold Coast, West Coast, Richmond and St. Kilda, right? That's yep. who's coming in. Yeah. Adelaide are going to be, because of the way they regionalise their competition, so they don't, and justifiably don't take girls from, like, out of their home state when they have to hold a job because it doesn't pay well enough for them to become fully professional. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's a completely justifiable yeah, yeah, yeah. position. But teams like Adelaide, who are going to have no competition at all, they're going to get every single Adelaide player they want. Yep. are going to become a powerhouse. Yeah, okay. GWS, less so because it's not as much of a football-playing state. But the other teams are just all going to be impacted so much more. And we already see one of the teams that's impacted the least, or the two teams that were impacted the least by North Melbourne and Geelong coming in were Frio and Adelaide. Frio is going to about to be impacted by this, and they're probably going to have their talent borderline half. But Adelaide's going to keep having a run mm. clear, and I'm not sure mm. this has been managed. They're well. already pretty strong, Adelaide. Yeah, they've already got the best player in the competition. Like, I love him. Well, I mean, but it's probably D- Daisy still counts, all right. Don't forget her, all right. I don't think Daisy's ever been the best player in the competition. She's been the best player in women's footy for ten years. Yeah. Mate. And as soon as Aaron Phillips came, Aaron Phillips was better. No, incorrect. Daisy's the only person who probably got tagged in the first two seasons. Yeah. Daisy is the best player. It's just wrong. Oh, come on, mate. She's, Daisy. God, I'm, it's, Aaron, God, it's upsetting. Like, that's the main reason I haven't watched a lot of footy this year. I'm just, I'm just sad. I just, I want to watch Daisy play. I, I think just, Aaron Phillips by herself has awesome. outscored Collingwood. That's not true. But <laughs> Aaron Phillips awesome. is pretty good. She's no days. She's mate. better than days. She's no days. She's oh, she's just awesome. I God, I've been sad. I just I want days. Yeah. So, but the way they grow is going to be absolutely fascinating because I'm more worried about <laughs> it than I'm nearly anything else because I think the women's game really needs to be carefully administrated. Yeah, I know, I know. And I just it, don't think the AFL carefully does anything. But I just, I, but I, if I just look at it in a slightly different way, I think it's a positive thing that so many people are so passionate about it that. 
there are these debates and there are these arguments that's about like it's done true. bloody well. Who would have thought AFLW is now a staple? Like it is yeah. it is an important part of the footballing calendar. No one thought that'd be the case three years ago. So overall you have to say it's been super yeah, positive. Not enough men anyway. <laughs> I think well, yeah, quite okay. a few no, women. Even though, like, I mean if if Daisy Pierce looking at it now, where she was like a major driver behind it, she'd be absolutely pinching herself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, look, it's all sort of it's all good because you just want to keep seeing it grow. I just I'm not sure it's being administrated the way it needs to be. Yeah. And okay. that's generally okay. my rule about yeah. football, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. You you're back to your negative <laughs> self. You we had a positive like 20 minutes and I, now he's gone back to being banjo. What what happened was <laughs> all my negative attention, all my cynicism was focused on AFLW. All my sort of anti-AFL <laughs> house stuff was focused on AFLW. It didn't, so didn't the rest the energy the, to the rest of it. Yeah, I just couldn't I just couldn't keep up. It's pretty incredible that I'm so negative when my team just got gifted a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair But anyway, point. let's move on. Let's move on to the lighter topics of the off-season. Oh, We're going to talk about this. the dumbest things that have gone on. Let's start with the dumbest thing of all AFLX. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a bit harsh. I, I have one note. Like, so it's shocking that we've done notes. And the one note next I've got next to AFLX is climbing wall. There was a climbing wall on the stadium floor, and I don't understand why it was there. There was a marching band that went around the ring. There were random people on stilts. The whole thing was absolutely bizarre. The actual spectacle itself made no sense. I did never. I was there for two or three hours. I don't know how long. It was a days, but there was just. I never got the hang of whatever the score launches was and whatnot. You couldn't see the lines from the ground floor, which was the only floor they really opened to the general public. Yeah, it just might didn't have been make better sense. Look, I just, I find it so interesting. that <laughs> The way that AFLX has happened, I find it just intriguing. Um, the AFL, one of the biggest criticisms they've faced for a very long time has been the fact that they react too much to public opinion, that they just cave to public opinion yeah. really, really quickly. And the thing they don't cave on is the it's weirdest just, idea they've had. It's been amazing. <laughs> like, they brought, it, they, they brought up the idea of it. Everyone trashed it. They said, stuff it, we're doing it anyway. It happened. It was a failure. Everyone trashed it. They said, no, nah, we're going to make it bigger. We're going to pay the players more. We're going to make it a bigger deal. Everyone trashed it. It happened. Everyone trashed it. And they've just kept going with it. It's really funny. And then around it, it's not as if they've been trying to take it seriously either. No, they had, it's been a circus. It was, when it was unveiled, it was a circus. Yeah. They had jesters. It was stuff. Sean Attlee and Jack Billings, yes. not two of the highest that profile was one of the funny. That unveiling was hilarious. <laughs> and then they had random gymnasts and jugglers yeah. and whatnot all around them. And then they have a climbing wall, and then they have the bloody marching band. They have the scissors, paper, rock. Like, they just, like... It's as if they've just said, yes, yes, this is a joke. Everyone laugh at it. And everyone hate it, and we're going to keep doing it. Do you remember it? that dumb movie, Yes Man, with Jim Carrey? Yeah, I don't think I saw well, it. Well, the, prin the principle thing. is he says yes to everything. I feel like <laughs> yeah. they had a meeting where they were like, let's play an AFLX. No idea is a bad idea. We'll say yes to everything. And it just started getting more and more bizarre. And then finally, Gil was like, and what if I'm not even sober for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he looked a little bit pissed. He did. He, he looked like he'd... Uh, There's a bit of slurring of the run, speech. ...run off for a few frothies during the game, which good on him. Good on him. But uh, look, I suppose their justification is they're trying to appeal to children. But like... You can't even get that out without like questioning uh, I what don't you're know. saying. I, I, just, I, I just don't know. It's just... It's odd. But to, look, I want to challenge you though. If I say to you, did you have... A, well, we went to AFLX. If I ask you, did you have a good night? What would be the answer? Like, I, I didn't hate it. You're right. I enjoyed it. 
And there was but I enjoyed about, it because I was laughing. Yeah, it, we, we enjoyed it, it ironically, like the hipsters that we are. Um, but <laughs> heartbreaking for the players. I did, North Melbourne won the AFLX Championship, it does need to be said, with Pollock and Higgins. Well, there's only one player who's gone back-to-back, mate. Joseph Fritzl, Bailey Fritsch. He's uh, <laughs> gone back-to-back, so that was pretty special. I can't believe you actually said that into a recording. <laughs> yeah, Joey. Joey, yeah. I'm just lost. <laughs> but there was like two minutes at the end of the game to play into the final and then the last two minutes of the final that were both a little interesting. Like yeah, well, once there was intensity. There. And at that point, it was like... I'm not sure I'd say it was worth watching, but it was interesting enough where it held my gaze. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of like a moment when you see in the player's mind it clicks and I'm like, I'd actually like to win this. And then all of a sudden it was interesting because there was intensity and there was players willing to, to win. That, that's the problem. No, if it is, I, I get that there was a bit of positive talk around the fact that it was fun to see the players just enjoying themselves. But realistically, nothing's going to stand up unless the people competing in it care. seem to really care yeah. and really want to win. And we only saw that for one minute at the end of both the, the last game of the home and away and the grand final. And they were, they were quite cool and they were quite going to get around. The rest of it was just like sitting back, just mm. having a laugh. Yeah, they probably also need to make the rules make a little more sense. Uh, yeah, it yeah. just didn't make the, sense. The launch zone was off. I honestly think the <laughs> umpires really got odd. about four launch goals wrong. Yeah, there were moments where it was just like, why is that a super goal? And it was like, ah, who cares? <laughs> just back to the middle. Yeah, like uh, Bontempelli's goal to win the second last game or whatever would have won no matter what type of goal it was. But I just don't understand how it was a super goal. He dropped the mark and then gave away a free just kick. He's got some good percentage I, for so the Mighty Flies. This is about the most <laughs> niche uh, most niche uh, issue I could take with the AFL. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm dying on this hill. That shouldn't have been a super goal. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't affect the result. all interpretations in AFLX that doesn't affect But anyway, result. let's move on. Next up, we've got oh. pro- we've got a man who's in your favourite 22. No, that one day might anymore. get paid. You can't change it. Uh, we didn't post it, so I can. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's recorded for posterity. Uh, swinging, swimming, and tits himself, Jack Watts. Yeah, uh, this, this, oh, this is probably my favourite off-season topic of footy ever. I, I just, I just enjoyed this. It's so harmless much. enough that I can laugh at it, and it's like also, yeah, it was so just, out there. <laughs> it was just fascinating because he's like he comes across as just. I mean, that that's been his criticism. Has been he's been the soft schoolboy who just. You know, yeah, he's just a goody goody. Yeah, Brighton grammar and this kid. This stuff comes out, <laughs> and like, it makes him a severely questionable human being. But it's not, it's more than that. It was like, the messages were like, he seemed like a 10 year old who was trying to be cool around his mates. That, that's how it seemed. It was, it was actually pathetic. You'd think the kid that had grown up being the number one draft pick, being the kid that was going to play AFL football, would not be trying so desperately to impress people. And it's just not how that came across at all. I do like the way that it's like the way it's been molded. Is that it's just all of it was hilarious. We've now got to the point where just the thing we remember is swimming in tits. Oh, like, yeah. that's just and a bit of rack as well. Like you can't forget the rack. Oh, I had the rack. The the, rack. The, 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 he loves his. So he enjoys swimming. He enjoys tits when they're together. Loves it. Like that's amazing. Yep. And then you add swimming into it as well, which doesn't really make sense. But you know, in one day, and that's like you can't forget. Oh no, I miss rack. Yeah, yeah, you said swimming twice. Yeah, okay. So swimming, tits, and rack. Yeah, you add those three together, and it's just like the yeah, it's a winning combination. Yeah, I get it. I get it, Jack. I get it. We all like swim. I mean, a lot of us like swimming. Those that can't swim, we pretty much more afraid of. We don't don't all love love tits. That's fair. But a lot of people love tits. Rack's a little bit more questionable, but (laughs) it's 
all three together and it, it works. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pay it. Jack Watts now in my best twenty two favorite twenty two. No, no, he's been he's been dropped from mine. He's been I, dropped. I feel I like whilst I've found it enjoyable to laugh about, it's uh I've I've found it quite. Do you have a moral code for your favorite players twenty two? Well, I, yeah, I really. Because I kind of have the opposite. Like, he, I can't that's... say he's one of my favorite players now. I, I feel uncomfortable about saying he's a bad human being. Yeah, I kind of have the opposite. <laughs> that's how Toby Green gets in my favorite twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, you like assholes. That's always been. That's always been a thing. But how funny was Ken Hinckley's comments? I think this has yeah, been. This, the, I miss this. This you has don't been. Get away. This has been swept under the rug. He, he said, I think his exact words were, "Jack needs to work on being more reliable as a good human being." Some of his actions at the moment don't reflect being a good human being. It was that's incredible from a head coach. Like Absolutely all head coaches, bonkers. they just go with the political line of, yeah, look, we like Jack. He's an important part of the team. He's been good around the club, and he's obviously made some mistakes. But we'll, we'll support him. We'll punish him, but we'll support him. Sort of stuff like that. To actually have honestly criticized, he effectively said Jack Watts is a bad person. That's amazing. I've never heard that before, and it seems to have been yeah, ignored. Yeah, that's possibly the most extraordinary personal attack I've ever heard. Yeah, say. it was really The weird. best thing about this, this was all one thing in the start of the off-season. And then, like, two months later, we get the video of him doing the Bavarian cocaine. Yeah, which <laughs> did he? But do we know yet whether he did that after the stuff came out? I, I never saw a date on it, but it is it's just... It's bad regardless, but that makes it hilarious. extra bad. I don't think it's that bad. The thing is legal. There's nothing yeah, wrong no, with it. It is dumb. Yeah, it is yeah, dumb. Yeah. I will give you that. It is it's dumb. Really dumb. There's nothing there was wrong a about there. it. Like, he hasn't broken yeah. any law. There's nothing morally wrong about snorting menthol as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why, why did he have to publicly apologise in like a prison video? It was like a ransom, I'm still alive type thing. And that was, was that was weird though, because he didn't respond to any of the messages, which I suppose that's still... I mean, we know that it's true, but yeah. we don't. So he didn't respond to any of that. But I would have thought he'd bury his head in the sand about the video as well. But uh, no, he talked about that. Yeah, well, he got made to he by the club. He spoke well, like he always does. He got made to by the club, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They, they, he did an <laughs> apology. That was just bizarre. Uh, nah, he's been he's been dropped from my favorite. Can we please can you please post? We did our favorite twenty two like six months ago. Yeah, and you we'll, still haven't posted it. We'll, I want to drop in. We'll do it when I find what they were. I again. think I might bring in Dean Kent now. He's not a Melbourne player. Oh, that's flirting with the rules. Is that Wells? Probably. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. This was supposed to be quick. Dane Zorko. Very similar vein to Jack Watts. What happened again? This so is... his girlfriend hacked his phone, took a photo of him lying half naked on a couch, asleep, and said, I'm so glad I figured out, I can knew your passcode so I could see how you really felt about me, uh, blah, 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 that you cheated on me with this girl, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so pretty much she just publicly shamed him. Yeah, okay, so he was cheating. Yeah, and now he's not, Brisbane captain. It's not great, yeah. Rewarded for... To be honest, he was a little questionable anyway after all that the handshaking stuff last year. You remember that petty? Yeah. Guy? Who was that with again? Oh, Took Miller. Yeah. And I wouldn't he just have, refused to I wouldn't have made him captain, and... but there's probably not. It was, probably would have had to be Harris Andrews next, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, who would you have gone first cap off the rank outside of him? You couldn't do Neil straight in. Beams has just left. Yeah. You've got a bit of a void. Steph Martin? Nah, too old. Yeah. It'd be Harris Andrews, and I probably didn't want to throw that on him yet. Two years yeah. of Dane Zorko. Really, really get the... And yeah, like, so this was a bit... That might not be that dark. questionable in footy culture. <laughs> Is this... I mean, you know, I mean, Watts was drugs and adultery. This is just adultery. It was probably... Is it more... Watts was fake drugs, though. No, but 
we've heard the stuff oh, about yeah, the yeah, rack true, as well. True, true. Like, Got that bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Watts was probably worse. Yeah. They're both they're both pretty grim. Like we've had a laugh about them, but it's it's not good. Yeah. It does not make anyone look like a good human being. And speaking of Shane Mumford, yeah. <laughs> man, come on, mate, come on, like. So, like, the cocaine thing he's a bit stiff on, that was, like, two years ago. <laughs> and, like, it wasn't... Was he retired at that point, or was he still playing? The cocaine thing? Yeah. Uh, how long ago was that? He probably was still... Two years. Yeah, he's probably still playing. But, it, uh, so, when's, uh... What is it called? Where the, uh, run out of time for prosecutor case. Uh, statute of limitations. Yeah, that's the one. Time Surely bar, there's yeah. a statute of limitations going on here. It's two years <laughs> after the fact... It's not like he did cocaine. It was more like week. it was more like the look of it that yeah, they would Doing things by the look of it is just gets the. You're AFL defending mummy, are you? I'm that's, defending that's the tack you've mummy, got and I'm defending Jack Watts for the Bavarian <laughs> cocaine, not the swimming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, but now you can't defend him on the punch. Oh, Who no. the hell punches someone <laughs> during a practice the, match? The best thing is, it's not preseason. It's the preseason preseason warm-up game. Why? Like, come on, man. And what, like, what do you have to say to get someone to be willing Especially to punch you? Especially when he's already been suspended. It just makes no sense. But the weirdest bit about it, and yeah. I'm going to be grumpy with the AFL. I'm sorry, I am myself. Oh, you're back, Banjo. But you like, needed this. So he punched somebody in a match that wasn't run by the <laughs> AFL. I'm a bit questionable about whether the AFL should have any right to suspend him at all. But if they did suspend him, and he accepts the fact that they have the right to suspend him how does he get off he yeah. punched him in the face nowhere near the ball okay, there's no okay. sense that if the case is being tried whether like if it's admissible or whatever your legal terms are then how does he get off <laughs> so like all right there's two levels to that to justify the first part of it which is him being sanctioned i mean i guess the idea is we can't have practice games going on and just being like you can punch yourselves willy-nilly but i guess the idea is that is, the game is being sanctioned by the club, so the club should yeah, should hand they down should the punishment. Yeah, which is probably fair, and they would. Like, yeah. They would. Um, so yeah, no, I probably can't justify that to be honest. And then I, I'll just, I like, I can't. Him getting off is absurd. Like, it especially they had this no crackdown sense. on punches. They had. It wasn't too long ago. They had this big release saying one of the rule changes was supposed to be about cracking down on punches. God, they backflip on this punch thing. And I reckon within the last two years they have gone back and forth six times on we're going to be so hard on punches and they do it for a few weeks and then they're just like someone can, nah it's just a fine yeah, they do, like, no they, we need to go so, so what happens they change the rules Tom Hawkins gets suspended for punching somebody Geelong complains yeah. and they backflip on the rules and then Tom Hawkins complains about how, he, how he's the only one suspended and like that's fine that's and then fair. Andrew Gaff punches someone yeah. <laughs> like it's just I think, I think that one doesn't uh, come under quite the same criteria uh, I think you probably yeah. would have been suspended under any regime. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but that still changed the public image around punching, oh, yeah. which led to a lot of these rule changes. Yeah, true, And then true, someone true. punches someone and gets off. Like, oh, it just doesn't make sense. Like, uh, this one is an easy I'm getting decision. more angry than I expected talking about this stuff. But, yeah. Well, it's your career. You're supposed to uphold the rule of law and whatnot. But let's go to our last one. Um, this one might be my favourite. Uh, I know you've got your Jack Really? Yeah. We, we, we popped this in late. We, yeah, we I, forgot I'd about it. I 100% forgot about it. It's Tom Bug retiring to be an <laughs> Instagram influencer. Oh, I'll give you a... No, I'm going to... Now, it's my turn to defend someone now. It's yeah, no, turn. no, no. I, I'm not anti the whole thing. 
But he said he was making like $2 million a year off this or something. <laughs> no, he didn't. He just said he was, it was a successful business, didn't he? They said they had $2 million of revenue or something. Something I saw from... No, it went from Tom Brown. But what so is he making? Not, is that the... I have no idea. It could be anything. It's like, I, it seems to me that he genuinely has a successful business with like... Taking half-naked yeah, photos of yeah, his girlfriend. Being a modelling... No, that's one of them. Being a modelling photographer. And if he... I mean, he got to the point... I, I doubt he was enjoying his footy much by the end. And if he got to no. the point where he had a viable career option that he wanted to go with, he was pretty. Fine. He was pretty universally looked down upon. Yeah. I mean, it was weird that he went, decided, to, went to another club and, and then, then very quickly backflipped. That, that, that's probably more the odd part about it. But, I mean, a lot of people have really, really criticised I'm just going to say, I can like something without necessarily feeling very negative feelings towards the person. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I like something, it's generally a positive feeling. I'm just going to throw that out there to you, Scott. You don't need to defend him against me. I'm pro Tom Bug in this scenario. It's oh, yeah, funny. okay. I thought you were all like, yeah, yeah. It's I'm just like, hilarious. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's fun. It's just it outright hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't understand any of it. Do you think Carlton were just like, yeah, you're probably not going to play any games. And he goes, yeah, let's take photos instead. <laughs> Like, I think that must have been... How did, how did they get to where they are now? But how could they that quickly have been like, no, you're not going to play any games. Like, it, it wasn't a long period of time. Like, he surely wasn't training that badly. Oh, maybe he punched somebody. Because I think he, he was a really good trainer in Melbourne. Like, he won was a lot he? of our time trials and stuff. Yeah. yeah. After the punch, he came back and dominated, like, our first time trial. And he was meant to be, like, banging the door down. And then he just wasn't Did. good enough. Yeah. So, Carlton must have taken him under that understanding that he's not that great. So, like, I don't know, it's just weird. It is weird, so it's worth talking about. But, uh, yeah, like, power to him. I hope his business if we ever hear from is him highly again, successful. I'm just going to love it. I hope we find <laughs> out in, like, three years it's a, where are they now? And Tom Bug makes a billion dollars a year posting Man, on Twitter. God, he didn't regret that punch, though. Like, he was actually becoming quite an important player of our team. It probably just, ruined his career. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it did. It probably no did doubt. a lot of stuff to his he was getting, mental state. Yeah, and he was getting a lot of respect around then, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Don't punch people. Oh, I'm just trying to take a deep breath. This has been Yeah, well, I think that's it. We don't have anything else to say, do really. we? Oh, no, no. That's that's the end of our running sheet, I think. But um, that was actually quite fun catching up, Andrew. I yeah, I don't normally that. like speaking to you, so but it's we good normally, change. I mean, we, we, we have the joke at the start that we don't talk. We, we message a bit over Facebook, but it is different when we sit down yeah. and we really punch it out. Yeah, I get to yell at you about why you're wrong. We didn't have a whole lot of that in this case because... Pretty yeah. lighthearted topic. Yeah. I'm looking forward to saying when you put Melbourne second on your ladder predictor that you're wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I've dropped us down to third. But you know, we'll get yeah, to that. Two spots when are we like, doing that? We a couple of weeks. A couple yeah. of weeks. Couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm about. I'm very close to being ready to say uh, if you don't win the premiership, it's a disappointment, and you should probably. I disband think that's going to be your tack the whole season. It is. I'm it's still trying to figure out how I'm going to handle that. It's the only coping mechanism I can come up with. If you're actually good, which like odds are you are, it's yeah. not going to be a good. Year oh for me. God, it's exciting stuff. I said, mate, the first time that Max taps it down the throat of Clary. I'm, oh my god! I just can't wait. If I, I'm in I the same, that moment. if I'm in the same room as you, like it's, I'm gonna film it and it's gonna just gonna show you when you're disgusting. Like, oh, oh it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, footy, it's yeah. back. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to preview the season. Ah, oh, days. No. <laughs>